Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, Denise, Carrie, and Carrie are great people to talk with. Just visit the CFAX 1070 website, look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe, and their contact information is there. Or you can always find me online or on social media or anywhere online. So what's my background as your host for the hour? I am a local born and raised Victorian. I've been selling homes here for 27 years. I've overseen over 2,500 transactions locally, so I've seen almost every situation you can imagine. Call me if you need a seasoned professional for your real estate needs. Again, you can contact me either through the CFAX website or on my own website, which is www.primeteam.ca. A few weeks back, we had in our studio, uh, we were saying farewell to our show sponsor, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. She's been with us since pretty well the very beginning, a great supporter of our show. But now she's off to enjoy retired life. And as, as a result, her successor, Carrie Augustini, uh, has stepped into her place. Uh, we have in the studio today, Carrie. We're going to get to know her a little bit, talk about insurance. And we also have uh, guesting today our other show sponsor, Carrie Smith. So it's the Carrie and Carrie show. Carrie, of course, is an inspector with Inspectech. But we're going to have a great conversation about things to consider around your home, not only just when you're buying or selling, but even just as you live in your home. Things to look out for, things to uh, know, especially in the area of insurance. It's going to be a great, great conversation. As we always do, we're going to start our show with our weekly listener question. If you have a question you'd like us posed on the air, call us on our hotline. It's 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or, again, find us online at cfax1070.com. Alternatively, you can always email me, tony at primeteam.ca. Wow, I just went through a whole bunch of stuff. If uh, you were scrambling for your pen and wanted to jot that down but you missed it, uh, I will mention it a little later during our show. But also, if you're a podcast listener, uh, find our show on iTunes or Google Play. It's The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. You can listen to all of our shows. This is show 82, by the way, so we've got lots of great content for you. Uh, 81 other episodes that you can listen on, uh, and you will learn a lot because I'll tell you, I learn a lot myself as well. I had a phone call this week from Lauren. Uh, uh, Lauren is looking at purchasing a condo, uh, and her question relative to buying a condo is, how important is a building inspection? How much can a building inspector actually determine when looking at a condo other than uh, the four walls that she is buying? And as it turns out, timing couldn't be better because we have in the studio today, Carrie Smith from Inspectec. Hello, Mr. Smith. Good morning, Tony. Uh, so uh, Lauren's question, and, and it's one that I hear all the time as well. Too. You know, with a house, of course, there's so many things to look at. Uh, with a condo, I mean, uh, wh- what is there to look at? Tell us about what a condo inspection looks like. Well, a condominium is kind of just like a big house with a lot of apartments in it. Um, most condominium buildings in Victoria are 40 units or less. There's um, probably a couple of dozen tall, you know, 15, even 20-story buildings that are fairly sophisticated concrete and steel structures. But um, wood frame construction is wood frame construction. 
has the same strengths and weaknesses as a home, vulnerable to bugs, of course, mold, and then, of course, is the leaky condo era. Um, and then now in the era of, of independent depreciation reviews, it's really helpful to have the inspector review the depreciation report because often it's a lot of technical language. There's some accounting involved, and it's uh, pretty dull reading. Mm-hmm. But it's very helpful to uh, get an opinion on the um, on the material that's uh, contained in the report. It's basically a, trans- <coughs> a translation. Basically, yeah. 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 There are, um, you know, 50, 60 pages. Uh, a lot of it is fairly technical. And some of them, uh, I'm sure most of my brother inspectors will agree, uh, uh, they tend to over-recommend. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the engineering firms that, uh, that do some of these uh, reports, you know, they have a profit incentive when the work gets carried out that's recommended because they get the opportunity to supervise the work, assist in the bidding process, design. You don't just phone up a builder and say, okay, you know, replace these sun decks for me. Mm-hmm. The engineer designs the new sun deck, all these trick flashings becomes quite expensive and uh, we actually counsel strata corporations <clears throat> and attend some of the meetings in assisting them in the best ways to use the depreciation report so so actually uh, getting back to what you just said depreciation reports can they can be a little excessive i guess mm-hmm. part of it though too is as an engineer you're probably going to want to um you're going to want to over uh, overestimate just for comfort right yeah yeah they have uh, professional errors on emissions insurance just like doctors and lawyers yeah and, and us, and uh, insurance companies don't stay in business by writing a check for everyone who asks for one. So they have, uh, you know, have to toe the line there and tend to be a little extra cautious. But also, uh, one of the things I really enjoy about doing condominium inspections is because, you know, imagine there's some fellow with a screwdriver and a flashlight wandering around outside the building, and the people who live there, they know who's an outsider and who belongs. Mm-hmm. And they see some guy with a flashlight looking in windows and poking around and and I and I kind of play it up a bit on purpose not because I have a sense of humor <laughs> but just because it's effective and sooner or later within about five or ten minutes somebody comes storming out of the building who the heck are you and what do you think you're up to yeah. and then I put my nicest smile and say oh I'm just just an inspector looking at one of the units and then I get to pump them for information <laughs> uh, yeah. And all the things that don't end up in the strata minutes the gossip that's going around the building because <clears throat> they love to talk and uh, so that can be very, very helpful to buyers. I get to kind of take the pulse yeah. of the building in a way that really no one else in that circle has an opportunity well, to do. Well, because there's only so much you can learn from reading the, the strata minutes and stuff, Well, right? sure. Yeah. And these, you know, authoritative types, they love to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of play that up a little bit. And then uh, things that um, people wouldn't think about. For example, um, there's quite, I don't want to say epidemic, but a lot of buildings have silverfish. And particularly in the storage locker area, and maybe the building didn't, but someone moves in, and in the boxes, of course, these little buggers get carted along. And um, there's quite a bit about entomology that uh, to, to know. And one of the things I think your listeners would be happy to learn is, generally, insects, carpenter ants, termites, bed bugs, etc., they tend to go out in their movement. They don't tend to go up. Mm. And so it's the ground floor suites and the storage lockers that you'll find more insect activity. If you're buying on the third or fourth floor, it's very unlikely, even if the building has silverfish, that you'll actually get any in your apartment. And there's just a, a million little details that people would be happy to learn that come up in a in a case by case scenario with uh, condominium inspections. Well, I, I mean, this that's great to know, Carrie. And, and again, going back to to Lauren's question when she called, you know, I I, I suppose the thought is, I mean, you're checking outlets. 
uh, and looking at windows in a you know six hundred square foot condo, mm-hmm. what else can you look at? But you answer the question because you go you actually go around. You have a look at um, you do a visual of the uh, exterior of the building and as much as you can yeah, see. We right? go up in the roof um, into the mechanical rooms, and um, yeah, it's quite thorough, of course. Yeah. And uh, people uh, people seem to really appreciate that other opinion. There's another thing that. Um, might be interesting is the building inspector is the only one that gets paid whether the people buy the house or not. Yes. The lawyer doesn't get a fee <clears throat> if transfer title isn't transferred, realtor, etc. And I'm the only one who's completely independent that doesn't have a vested interest in their in their purchase of their because home. Because you get not. paid one way or other anyways. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. And and um, I don't worry about that too much because I'm pretty sure if we do a good job we'll get paid. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I think it's worth noting. Good point. And so we're 100% without any kind of outside incentive or confusion, just devoted to taking care of that uh, that person. One of the things we say at Inspectec is that every client is the most important client. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, uh, thank you, Lauren, for your question. Uh, we always recommend people have a building inspector like Carrie Smith, uh, even when you're buying a condo. It seems like there's not much to look at, but there is. And uh, the other thing that we'll bring up after the break is the things that you find out for Stratus. Stratus didn't even know about, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Most buildings. Well, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, Lauren, again, and to the rest of your listener, rest of our listeners, if you have a question that you'd like us to pose on air, uh, call our hotline. It's 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or visit us on the cfax1070.com website. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, uh, listener questions are great. This way we know that you're, uh, you're listening. And uh, my goodness, uh, it's been a very supportive um, uh, group here that listens to our show every week. So thank you very much. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to learn a little more about Island Savings and insurance manager, Carrie Augustini. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, we have with us in the studio right now our guest, Carrie Augustini. Carrie is the insur- insurance manager at Island Savings, and it's her first visit here. Carrie, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Tony. You replace you have big <laughs> shoes to fill because Lori Zorn uh, had been the um, well. First of all, our show sponsor pretty well from the very beginning. Uh, she uh, was the manager at Island Savings Insurance for a number of years, um, but you've already uh, you've already uh, uh, put your stamp on things here. And uh, thanks for continuing to to support our show here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's what's your background? Sure. Um, I started in retail many, many years ago. And then in uh, 1991, I had a cousin uh, ask me if I wanted to move into an office job and do insurance. So um, for the last number of years, 25 plus years, I've been doing all uh, areas of insurance from commercial, home, um, travel medical, uh, ICBC insurance, managing, and uh, really a hands-on approach all along. I also uh, hold five designations in the insurance industry, so mm-hmm. pretty happy about that. And the thing that I've come to learn uh, over all this time, uh, with Lori in particular, is this, it's a very complicated uh, um, industry. Yes, right? yes it is. Things and are changing all the time. 
And, yeah. and, and it's something that consumers very seldom, I think, uh, keep up to date with. This is the reason why we need insurance specialists like you and your team, right? Yes, they can't keep up to date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have enough problems sometimes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I know Islands, because you are newer to Island Savings, Yes, right? that's correct. Yeah. yeah, I know you came from a couple of other uh, I um, did, brokers, local brokers, uh, yeah. Locally here. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, let's talk a little bit about uh, Island Savings here right now. So uh, one of the neat things is the fact that uh, it's not just one shop. They can uh, stop at several areas in town, Yes, right? yes, that's correct. We've got uh, locations. Um, if it's banking, we have a number of locations across uh, Victoria, and we also have insurance offices in Jubilee, Mayfair Mall, and uh, West Shore by appointment only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Jubilee is, one, is a spot that, that I'm often nearby because my, yes. clo- my office is close to there. The Starbucks is very yes, handy, right? Yes, right next right? to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, we'll pop by and wave at the JP. JP yes. has been on the show here many times before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is it about insurance that you, that, uh, that, that really gets you going? Like, well, it, um, it's really, um, the fact that it's, there's always something different. Somebody, every customer has a different angle. They have different questions. It's ever changing. Um, you can never stop learning with respect to insurance and, um, just, just helping people because insurance is very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't really like to have to deal with insurance. So we like to be able to take that away from them, help them to understand, help them to make informed decisions. And to me, that's really exciting. It's helping someone that comes in that um, is kind of, you know, I've got to do my insurance today and, and letting them leave with a smile and knowing that their insurance has been looked after. Well, and that's another good point because we, uh, we see it on a regular basis. Insurance seems to be the thing that people leave for last. Yes. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm buying a house. Yes. Uh, oh, there's this thing about insurance, and mm-hmm. then there's there's often this whole kerfuffle on the closing day where the lawyers are like, "Where's the insurance?" and all this. Because yes. it, it's it's yeah. not, it's not it's not uh, um, you know very different to a building inspection that we'll talk about a little later. Um, insurance seems to be something that people just, they think it's easy. They think that, oh, I'll just sign on a piece of paper and it's yes, fine. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, they do. But unfortunately, uh, um, sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes, um, you know, usually if you've gone through and done a home inspection um, with Carrie, for instance, or whomever else, you're going to know pretty quickly if there's going to be any pitfalls. But if you haven't done a home inspection, you could be quite surprised when we start asking questions and either one, you don't know the answers or two, the answers may Maybe won't meet underwriting guidelines for some of the insurance companies, and then that can become very complicated. So, um, the earlier that people can start that um, process, uh, even just checking out, you know, I'm looking at buying this. This is the year. Give us some details, and we can kind of give you a heads up right off the bat what you need to look for, so that if you do leave it to the last minute, which well, all of us do, um, then at least we've given you the the forewarning that you need, so that we can make that transition as easy as and as quick as possible for you. Yeah, I often feel for you guys, you know, not just you guys at Island Savings, but any insurance company, because I, I know that uh, agents are often, it's like, oh my goodness, I need this now, right? Yes, yes. And, and um, but but it's but it's a reminder, because I, I would say, and we've we mentioned this in the show before, I think very few people actually sit down and read their policy. Yeah, they don't. And unless you want to go to sleep, you probably won't. Yeah. Or unless you, unless you're 
you maybe have a claim or you're anticipating that something could happen, that's the time that um, that people tend to look at their policies and actually start to be want to become a little bit more aware of what they have for insurance. Um, and that's what we like to do is we like to try to go through and give you some of the, you know, some of the things that you should be concerned about, give you some suggestions, help you maybe um, prevent having some of those pitfalls that could happen that could um, force you to have an insurance claim. So that that's what makes it exciting. It is helping to educate people. And um, like I said, there's something special to be said about client coming in. Um, they're like, just like, this is, you know, I've just got to get this done. And then you actually engage them and, and they leave happy. Like, that's pretty good when you're taking money from people and they're leaving happy. So, well, and you they know, as, understand. As I think about it, because, because we're going down this path of uh, so many things, like online shopping. Mm. People buy things online. Uh, it, it comes up often where people think that, oh, maybe at one point in time I'll be able to buy a house yeah. online without a real estate agent. I'm not very concerned because that to me would be very difficult, a very difficult process. The reason why we're here, you know, it's a reason for our existence, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's, th- and a building inspection, of course, you know, we'll talk about that with Carrie later. You don't, <laughs> you can't have an online building inspection. No. You know, I think your position is, is assured in that respect. Um, now, People, uh, it seems to me that insurance is one of those things. I don't think I'd want to buy online. And, yeah. And, and you need, I think that's the reason why there are insurance offices like your guys' because you need a face-to-face and you need that translation. Of, you do. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, now, to be fair, though, um, there are certain aspects of insurance and, and the insurance industries, brokers and such as a whole are all looking towards having some presence online because millennials, um, other, um, you know, even myself, I'm an online junkie when it comes to shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to more intricate, you know, maybe renewing is, is good, but when it comes to more intricate, you need uh, questions, you need answers. You can only get so many questions answered on an online quote, for instance, or doing it online. It's really nice to be able to talk to somebody mm-hmm. and, um, you know, maybe you, are asked a question and then that sparks something else in your mind that um, makes you want to ask another question that you wouldn't have thought about and that that thought would have never crossed your mind if you were doing it online but in fairness in order to keep up with the times um, insurance uh, brokers are um, becoming um, a little bit more uh, in the front running sense in that they are starting to have some online portals for some very simple Mm -hmm. insurance needs. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's great to actually go in and sit face-to-face with somebody like JP mm-hmm. uh, who can speak from experience, not just not just experience of other clients that maybe have gone through insurance issues similar, but but especially people locally, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. there, there, are, there are local examples too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, there is, there, there's just, as an insurance broker, we always have to listen. We have to listen to what you're saying because um, you might be talking about this home that you're buying and you're thinking you're going to be doing all sorts of um, renovations. Well, as insurance brokers, we need to know if you're doing renovations because that can impact your insurance policy if the insurance company does not know and give permission for you to do that. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even think about that um, unless you were talking to someone and somebody was listening to you or asking you that question directly. So. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 to your to your story there, you don't want to have that rude awakening where no. you assume everything's fine, something goes bad, yeah. and then find out it's not. Because that's what people often say. They go, "Oh, you know, what's what good is insurance?" Well, read mm-hmm. your policy. 
Yeah, you'll know when you have a claim. That's when that's when it comes to the forefront, and then you're thankful because you know the premiums that you've been paying, and you've got a twenty thousand uh, dollar claim. Maybe it's water damage, which tends to be you know some of the highest claims and happen fairly regularly. Um, all those years you paid premiums still is not going to touch that twenty thousand uh, dollar um, payout that you've just had on your on your claim. So my goodness. Um, so contact information, uh, Carrie, if people yes. need to to reach you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can call 250-413-2028. That's 250-413-2028. Or you can uh, email me, um, C. Augustini, A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-I at islandsavings.ca. Yeah, and if you missed that, uh, our listeners, our faithful listeners, uh, it'll be up on our uh, website on the CFAX uh, 1070 page, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. Don't go anywhere, Carrie. Okay. We are going <laughs> to come back uh, after a break here. We'll be talking to Carrie Smith uh, about uh, inspections, and then we're going to have a conversation after that point. So we'll take a quick break. Back in just a moment. Program. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech. Uh, again, if you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspections, be sure to look these three up. They are experts in the air in those areas locally here. They'd be happy to chat with you. It's great to have them as supporters of our show. It enables us to come here to you every week to bring you really interesting and, and great information about real estate. Before the break, we were chatting with Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, just talking a little bit about insurance. Right now, we have with us Carrie Smith. Uh, Carrie is no stranger to the studio here. Carrie, you answered a question uh, from a listener a little er- earlier. Carrie, again, thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here, Tony. Always a, always a treat. Yeah, so this is the Carrie, Carrie, and our producer is Corey. It's uh, yeah, it's quite a show today. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah, we, no, we should we should make sure that the listeners know you are Carrie K E R R Y. Yes, Carrie Smith from Inspectech. That's right, and then Carrie Augustini is you is Carrie like a Carrie Grant. Yes, right? that's right. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, Carrie, what's going on out there? What have you been seeing uh, inspection wise? I mean, the weather's changed, right? And- yeah, just this week, it's uh, thrown a bit of a wrench into my golf game okay <laughs> i got wet yesterday for the first time in uh yeah. in a long time um but with real estate uh it's always there's just it's a the pot's always simmering uh, it seems like seven billion people live on planet earth and they all want to move to victoria yes um so it's just there's always something going on it waxes and wanes but there's always uh, lots of inspections and uh, transactions what i've been seeing the last month is a lot of up island stuff Mm-hmm. Cowichan Valley and Shawnigan Lake. It used to typically we'd go up to uh, up the island once or twice a month, and I'm up there half the time now. I was up in um, all week on the weekend uh, last week. I went up three times yeah. to Cowichan Valley and Shawnigan Lake and those areas, and uh, very surprising. But I guess you know a little more bang for the buck and that kind of thing. Well, this is an important point, you know, because yeah. we've seen it too. We have clients that have sold and have moved up. Uh, it's our little town is getting bigger geographically, right? Mm, yes. And, and people are uh, commuting back and forth. Because when you think about it, if you look at uh, Cowichan or, uh, you know, areas like that, it's a standard commute for those in bigger cities. Oh, oh yeah. We're spoiled. Yeah. Um, I know lots of people in Vancouver that drive an hour, hour and a half each way. I have a brother-in-law who lives in Kemblesville, Pennsylvania, yeah. and he drives through three states 
to get to work. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and um, I can't—I think it's Maine or something. Yeah. It takes them an hour and a half both ways, and he's, it's the shortest route to go across the state well, line. Well, so you know there are great <laughs> options uh, a little further. I mean, we say north, north of the Malahat. You know, yeah. it seems so far, but yet it's not, right? No, no, no. It's yeah. uh, and now with the, the changes and the improvements, as soon as they sweep the rocks away, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little little hiccup today up there. Yeah. But I, I've been driving that highway quite a bit lately, and it's nice. All that new asphalt, smooth and crisp, and yeah. it's a big improvement. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Hey, uh, Carrie, I, I was thinking about you. I, I, I was um, looking at some of my friends' posts. So, you know, as the listeners know, I have I have a, a vast network of fellow agents across the country. Sure, yeah. And I was looking at, um, uh, you know, posts about properties and snow, right? Mm. I mean, it's not quite the snow season yet, but snow happens. And the, the question came to my mind, how can somebody buy a house in Ottawa mm. in the dead of winter when you can't even see the roof? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these cities, real estate is much more seasonal than it is in Victoria. Yeah. And I know lots of inspectors in places like Edmonton and, and Toronto that um, they go away for three months in the winter because it's just, you know, there's nothing going on. Uh, and, um, I, and we get snow here. I've, I've got, um, I got not, they're not snowshoes. I've actually got a converted pair of old, old, old golf shoes with the metal spikes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I can actually get up on roofs in the snow typically. Yep. And of course, if you slide off, you've got a nice big snow bank to land into. I don't bounce quite as well as I used to, <laughs> but, uh, we get up there anyway. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it would be hard because sales still happen. And I know because mm-hmm. agents are, are making sales, but I think consumers are taking really big chances uh, if they can't see the roof or they can't see the foundation. Oh, sure. The perimeter of the foundation and things like that. Yeah, sidewalks and decks and retaining walls and all that kind of stuff covered by snow. And, uh, you know, it increases the window of risk. certainly doesn't uh, decrease it. So it's a little more, a uh, little bit more of a chance. But it, it makes me, you know, thinking back here to Victoria, it makes me realize how good we actually have it because mm-hmm. year-round a consumer can actually get a pretty good snapshot of what they're buying. Oh, yeah. And the impact of, of the temperature change on the building is quite dramatic, too. If you were to look at, a, at any house with maybe two or three months or six months of high-speed tr- photography, it would look like the house is breathing, mm-hmm. inhaling and exhaling, because in the winter everything free- gets cold and shrinks. And then it expands, of course, in the warm weather. And that happens to a much, much greater degree in these areas that get the big temperature swings. I, I always tell people that, and it's true, heat pumps, for example, Victoria is the optimum uh, international climate to operate a heat pump in because it never gets so hot in the summer that it has to work very hard to cool the house. And it never gets so cold in the winter that it has to work very hard to, uh, to keep it warm. But these temperature swings um, are, are a big impact on the foundation. And in the cold parts of the world, they never put the roof downspouts into the perimeter drains. They're always vented, drained away from the building, usually five or six feet, because if the ground gets wet next to the foundation, it expands substantially when it freezes and actually breaks foundation walls. Wow. So we don't have that risk around here because it just yeah, never gets cold know, enough. Thanks for bringing that up, because I was visiting uh, my wife's relative in Regina years ago. So sure. One of the things I noticed was there's, there were no... Uh, uh, downpipes going into perimeter drain. No. It, everything no, do goes it. out. Yeah, because they want the water away from the house foundation as much as possible. And and they're shocked when uh, when I show them how the drainage works out here. They say, "What? Don't, does, you know, you can't do that. That's no good." Yeah. <coughs> well, you can here. 
Yeah, very very uh, regional, some of these mm-hmm. things here. And construction, too, in the cold climates. You know, I've seen concrete freezing as it comes out of the concrete chute because it's just so cold you can't pour concrete in the winter. And, mm-hmm. and um, if concrete freezes, of course, it substantially decreases its, uh, its uh, strength, its tensile strength. Yeah, well, if it if it freezes on the way yeah. uh, to insta- or installation, or while insuring, just sitting there in the farm if it's cold, you know. Yeah, well, so. and and things are definitely built differently. I mean, you look at uh, uh, in the east, like uh, Montreal, mm-hmm. these beautiful brick or stone homes. Uh, sure. They don't build them that way here. No, no, no. Oftentimes in the in the east, uh, it's concrete block foundations, not poured concrete. Um, but out here, we almost never see that. It's just, uh, you know, climactic and, uh, and geographic differences. And, you know, we ha- we had a uh, conversation on this program months ago about uh, earthquakes, and concrete mm-hmm. block is not a good construction method for uh, earthquake, uh, no. earthquake no. areas, right? There are ways of reinforcing it because they're hollow concrete blocks, and we line them up so there's actually a, a channel from the top of the wall down the bottom, and we will put steel reinforcing rods down that channel and fill it with mortar. They call it groating. Mm-hmm. Usually every two or three feet or every third or fourth block and give it a reinforce. But it's nothing like you reinforce concrete. Yeah. It's uh, just better. Yeah. What are, uh, what are some of the, the nightmares that you have bumped into recently that you um, can speak of? Well, ni- No ni- names or addresses. <laughs> um, to protect the innocent? That's that right, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's always, uh, you know, a wide range of stuff. There's something that I find troubling because, you know, we we're both local Victoria boys. I tell people I've lived in Victoria since before I was born. <laughs> and it's true, of course, because yeah. my mom was here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I actually, as I've mentioned, own a house that my grandfather built in 1928. Yes. And so, you know, strong ties and all that kind of thing. Um, but, and when I was a kid, when we were kids, you know, Barney and Andy were in the sheriff's office and nothing ever happened. It was just a sleepy little village. And my mom would send me downtown with a 50 cents, 10 cents for the bus and all those kind of things. But uh, I never, we didn't have this pest problem oh. that we has been rising the population over the past 10 or 15 years. And uh, I, for me, it's just appalling just because my own personal sensitivities. I, I just hate those little buggers. Um, it's, it's funny. Snakes don't bother me. Spiders, scary women, no problem. <laughs> yes. But if I saw a rat, I would run screaming like a little girl and drive away at a million miles an hour. Yeah. Fortunately, they don't come out and wave at you. You just see the little cigars <laughs> that they leave behind. Yeah. And um, it, it's so simple to deal with this. I don't know if we've spoken about it before on the show. Uh, they're looking for food and shelter. Yeah. And if you provide it, they'll show up. And then they'll go tell their friends. So bird feeders, tree branches overhanging the roof, that kind of stuff. So uh, the things uh, that I see with pests are, are probably the uh, the most dramatic. And they do a lot of damage to a building. They sure can. Yeah. Well, you know, hold that thought, because when we come back for a conversation afterwards, I want to talk about the things people should be mindful of mm. uh, with their homes. That's a great start. But, Carrie, if people need to reach you, best way to do that? 250-920-8324. That's 920-TECH. And, of course, uh, inspecttech at shaw.ca. And on the web inspectech.org. That's great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a conversation with the two Carries, Carrie Smith from Inspectech and Carrie Augustini from Island Savings Insurance. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation today with Carrie Smith from Inspectech. We just talked about uh, building inspection because that's what Carrie does. We also have in the studio Carrie Augustini. Carrie is the insurance manager with Island Savings. Again, uh, both of you guys, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Tony. Mm-hmm. So you brought us down an interesting path, uh, Carrie, which was uh, you're talking about pests, and mm. you're talking about 
uh, best way to prevent having pests is not to give them food in a place that they'll want to hang out and bring their friends, right? That's correct, yeah. yeah. So the two of you, since you're both here in the studio, let's have a conversation about things that people should be mindful of with their homes. Uh, things that, you know, not necessarily when they're just thinking of buying or selling. Because let's face it, people own their homes and live in their homes for a lot longer than they buy or sell. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Carrie Smith, we've had you talk. I'm going to have to have your last names here. That's right. Kara, we've talked before about um, uh, maintenance and maintenance programs in your home. Let's mm-hmm. let's start the conversation with that. So, as the as the weather turns now, what are things that people should be thinking about doing? Well, drainage is important. Water is probably the the ground zero, the biggest thing to be mindful of in in any uh, residential dwelling, because it it shows up in so many different ways. It does so many different kinds of damage, from you know damp conditions and drywall and carpet to mold. And, of course, wet wood is easier to chew. And carpenter ants, you'll tend to find them in a damp area of the house. Um, and there's lots of little ways that uh, moisture shows up. One of the most common ones that people can readily get the concept is um, there's so many moisture-producing activities that go on in a house every day, the obvious things. Cooking. Showers, cooking, laundry, bath time. Big dogs, of course, they they respirate, they sweat by breathing. And day after day, week after week, the moisture, the humidity in the house can build up. And then, of course, it finds something cold and condenses. So the old aluminum windows, you find moisture in the window track. And then also um, uh, one that we often find, and it can be... Sorry, Carrie, so the moisture, we see that in people's homes where there's often, there's mildew. Yes. Around, especially aluminum windows, right? Yeah, Yeah. And, and that's because of condensation. Yeah. And people think, oh, those old aluminum windows, you know, they're no good, they sweat. That's the term that's used, the sweating windows. Well, they can't sweat or form condensation if the humidity level in the house isn't too high already. So that's kind of the symptom, but it's not really the cause. Mm-hmm. The cause is elevated humidity. Mm-hmm. And so we encourage people, the obvious things, make sure you use your range hood when you're cooking and, you know, boiling and that kind of thing, and be diligent about the bathroom fans. But... Those things work, but they're not really a very efficient way of getting moisture out of a house. And for example, when you have an exhaust fan running, the idea is it exhausts the steamy air out of the space. Well, no air can leave unless air isn't coming in somewhere else to replace it. So the little cracks and spaces around doors and windows, we get passive incoming air, and that's fine. But the air in the bathroom that you're exhausting is maybe... 50 or 60% humidity content. Well, the air that's coming, we don't live in a desert. The air that's around the outside of the house, it's actually damp in Victoria. It's only 10 or 15% lower. So we're bringing in, we're not bringing in dry air, and we're just bringing slightly less wet air. And uh, the other thing is the air that you're venting out, you've already paid to heat mm-hmm. at considerable expense. Yeah. So it's kind of silly. Heat the air up in the house, turn a fan on to pump it outside, pull some cold air in, heat that up, send it outside, you know, this is, this is a lot of cost. Much, much, much better is for people to spend $300 and go to Canadian Tire and buy a dehumidifier. Oh. Because then we change none of the air in the house that we paid to heat, and all it does is extract the moisture out of that wet air, and you just dump it down the drain. And it is absolutely amazing how much moisture um, even a $300 humidifier will take out of the air in the house. And um, one of the fringe benefits, which is just awesome, 
And some houses just feel cold. Yes. You know, they got the furnace on and the temperature is 20 degrees, but it just, it just drafty. feels cold. Yeah. When you run the dehumidifier, it's amazing how much warmer the house feels. Same temperature exactly, but it feels at least five degrees warmer. It's just dramatic, that moisture level in the air, how it affects us as uh, humans. I'm just a huge fan of dehumidifiers. We do have to change the air in the house, absolutely. But you want to do it effectively and with knowledge and, and you know, have the concept in your mind about how it's supposed to work. Jeez, thanks, Carrie. You know, we've never had this conversation about dehumidifiers. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm taking notes. Stick around. Well, well, listen. Now you start. You started by saying uh, water and and making sure that um, you, you stay on top of you know moisture, you know perimeter drains and stuff like that. Now switching over to Carrie Augustini. Hello. Well, this is this is also important because when the weather changes, this is when the insurance companies are probably seeing yes. more claims for yeah freezing uh, pipes yeah. Uh, backups, um, snow load on the roof if there was any snow. Um, And, you know, you were talking about mold and you were talking about the pests. It's really important to take those precautions because those types of incidences are not covered under insurance policies. So you have, um, you know, uh, mold growing in your home because you've got too much humidity in there. Well, you won't be able to turn to an insurance policy for that. So Um, as a homeowner, condo unit owner, um, you need to take some steps to um, to prevent these things from happening. Well, so. and I, I think that maybe an important point there is an insurance company is not going to want to cover issues that you could have prevented. Yes, that is correct. To some extreme, that's right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if your pipe freezes um, and bursts, then you're going to have coverage for that. Um, nowadays, Nothing you could have done. No, there's maybe, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, there maybe is something you could have done, but um, you know, here in Victoria, we wouldn't have expect that. It, we wouldn't expect that anyway. So we wouldn't be running around trying to, you know, shut off taps. But um, yeah, it is important to take precautions. Um, unfortunately, sometimes the insurance policy is looked at as a as kind of a maintenance contract on a house. And um, you know, it's important to note that that's that is not the intent of an insurance policy. So we do have to take precautions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so it's it's not the it's not an intent, but it's actually it's sound it's sound advice. Yes, right yes. to maintain your house in a manner that is compliant with your insurance company. Yes, that's correct. And besides, you you should want to anyways. It's your home. Yeah. You you want to do the best that you can to maintain your home and prevent any type of accidents because. Um, claims, no claim is enjoyable. It doesn't matter how good the service is, and the service can be phenomenal. Nobody's ever said, oh, my goodness, I'm no. so happy I had <laughs> That's this. That's exactly yeah. what I've said to people. Yeah. They haven't said, oh, yay, I've got a claim. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's 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 a it's a process often uncomfortable, unfortunately. Yes. Um, but yes. I, but I'm sure from an insurance standpoint, you, you you guys probably look at many cases and say, you know, that was preventable. Yes. That didn't have to happen. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that does happen. But um, you know, uh, as as uh, human beings, we do the best that we can. We're not always thinking about, oh, I shouldn't have turned the dryer on maybe when I left the house, or you know, I'm trying to be, um, you know, I'm trying to get as much stuff done as I can. I'm working mom, for instance, so I've put the dishwasher on when I'm leaving for work, not thinking that if there's a loss, um, yeah, that's Nobody not going to be very good. It will be covered, so grant you, um, that is something that would be covered. But um, you know, do you really want to go through a claim situation? Do you want to be in 
a situation where you might have to relocate, um, you know, it's it, honest. It's best if, if you don't have to. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I, I've been talking with a client of mine who had, she was in a condo and her kitchen sink uh, had an issue. Mm. And it ended up being, uh, I, I understand, pretty bad because, you know, a water, wood floor, stuff like that. And she had her grandkids visiting uh, at the time because her kids were out of town. So she had the added stress of not only having to figure out what she was going to do with herself, but yes. also what she was going to do with these two wee little grandkids. Yeah. Uh, and you know hotel stuff and mm-hmm. everything and it's not it's not fun no it's not I mean luckily if you have an insured loss and the adjuster feels that your home is uh, you know that you shouldn't be there um, for whatever reasons mm-hmm. you do have additional living expenses underneath your policy so that does kind of take the um, concern that you might have it's just a matter of you know the discomfort now yes okay you maybe are in a hotel but it's not your home yeah so oh, yeah. you could have been doing other things yes that's correct yeah yeah mm-hmm. goodness uh switching back to carrie smith yes sir uh home maintenance so we're talking about water and we're talking about uh um uh, making sure that that drainage is good what would be the next thing that people should be uh, thinking about well i just wanted to chime in about the insurance thing for a second that the yeah. insurance company will typically cover you the first time mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Carrie was mentioning insurance isn't a maintenance policy for the house. You, you have to take care of your own house. Yeah. If there's an unexpected disaster, 99 times out of 100, the, the insurance will save your uh, bacon. But if you call them again next year because you didn't fix the cause, you might not be so lucky. Is that uh, a fair statement? Well, um, you probably will. I mean, they've set a precedent, so they wouldn't not be able to, but they're definitely going to monitor you. And it could be a situation where the next year you may not be able to get insurance or you Mm. might have to go to a specialty market and pay uh, much higher premiums for much less coverage. Yeah, so it pays to be diligent. It does, totally. So with regard to prevention, of course, it's getting to the time of the year the leaves are starting to fall. And um, everybody's heard of uh, tree roots getting in the storm drains and, and that kind of thing. And, of course, stormwater backups. Uh, it's 200 bucks to get your drain tiles cleaned. Yeah. It's so cheap. It's so effective. And, of course, basements flood Christmas Eve when you've got a house full <laughs> and yes. plumbers charge $1,000 an hour. Yeah. Why not do it on your own time? Spend the two. I had uh, one of our rental houses done a couple of weeks ago. It was $175 to flush out the drain tiles save a world of trouble and as Carrie was saying hotels and moving wet furniture and and of course um, irreplaceable personal items antiques and photos and all this stuff you don't want to have a claim and and uh, 200 bucks is cheap insurance Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and the, and the thing is, when do you do it, right? Because those guys are always busy in the in the dead of winter when mm-hmm. there's a lot of water. Sure. Uh, and, and, I mean, I, I would argue probably it, was, it would have been a good time to get these things cleaned out in the summertime. Yeah, when well, it's still summer. Super- it's still not uh, emergency season yet. Yeah. And um, a lot of these, uh, the perimeter drain companies, they schedule work during the summer that isn't an emergency. So people phone them up. And they go and assess the situation and say, well, you know, this is going to be okay till next summer. We can do it now, but then we're going to have to do all kinds of extra protection because of the bad weather. Why not do it in the summer when it's better, cheaper, and drier? So they do stay busy in the summer doing a maintenance and, and non-emergency type repairs. But any time is a good time to have your perimeter drains clean. Just um, And if you don't know when the last time it was, well, that's too long. I just had a great idea for for <laughs> not only you two guys, but also Denise, who's not here. Denise, our mortgage broker. Sure. I think maybe what we need to do as a program here on the Whole Home Show is maybe uh, uh, put together like a checklist for our listeners. Mm. Things that people... like a 
because I know you do a preventative maintenance uh, program, Carrie Mm -hmm. Smith, but, you know, what we should maybe do is have for our listeners a checklist of things that they should be doing every year and when they should do it. Absolutely. We uh, we actually always have a, a book that we give out to our clients that has a seasonal checklist for the four seasons uh-huh. and uh, more than happy to, uh, we, it could be posted on the CFAX website or on the Prime Team Well, let's, let's just put this out there for our yeah. listeners listening right now. If you're interested in such a checklist, let me know. So get onto our CFAX uh, website and uh, look me up or give us a call, 250-414-6540. Uh, and based on interest, we might put that together. Yeah, mm-hmm. our booklet's freely available. If anyone contacts you or InspectTech, we'll happily have one uh, delivered or sent to them through the mail. It's uh, it's a pretty tidy little booklet. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's great. Great having both of you guys on the show today. Uh, your contact information we have because uh, you're our sponsor, so we do have it on the uh, CFAX 1070 website at the Whole Home Show with me, Tony, Joe. These are great experts for you, the listener. If you need some help uh, with building inspection, regular preventative, preventative maintenance, uh, or home insurance, please be sure to get in touch with these two. Thanks for listening. We'll be here for you this time next week.